Hey, Michaela. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of recycling old things? Have you noticed my house today? <laughs> I'm on a bit of a bandwagon at the moment uh-huh. about recycling old furniture. Right. Why? I don't know. I've just always had an interest in it. And part of my, I don't know, midlife 40 crisis, I decided to get a hobby. And so decided that was it. And I've also found the tip shop. <laughs> the good old tip shop or the dump shop. Yeah. And uh, it's my new Friday morning hobby. They charge they charge good money at the dump shop, though. Oh, not nah, nah. You got to get the right bloke. <laughs> I'm onto it. There's a strategy behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm getting right into painting old stuff at the moment. I'm finding it quite relaxing. Mm. But I'm on a no buying ban. Maybe there's hope for me yet. Recycling what? old things. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. G'day, listeners. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show. I don't think we can just slap a coat of paint on you and you'd be any better. Steady on. Can't say vintage and the price doubles. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon I've weathered all right. <laughs> My girlfriend seems to think I've weathered okay. Uh, well, yes, well. Yes, well, <laughs> you don't know what to say, do you? But uh, she's young. Yeah, well, there is a significant age gap. Well, I don't. We don't sort of see it as significant, but on paper there is. Yeah. Mentally, yeah. no. <laughs> I haven't matured much. No, have I? That's what I mean. <laughs> I'm still. It's not like she's matured. No, you meant she has or she hasn't. Anyway, no, let's, not let's to not your hang. level. No, that's... age that you should be. Yeah, no, I, I definitely am not reflecting my years in my mental or physical, I mean, emotional maturity. No. And let's anyway. just say that you do, well, at my 40th, it was a talking point. What? Oh, the age gap. How hot and young your girlfriend was <laughs> compared to you. <laughs> Thank you. But it uh, it is a bit of a thing. I think people are going back and recycling old things again, you know, antique mm. stuff and uh, classic things, you know, retro, even our cars and motorbikes and those things, sort of a lot of the old designs. I look at haircuts now, and uh, and I had to laugh recently. Uh, I actually went to a birthday party with my partner or my girlfriend. I don't even know what the right term is, but I'll just refer to as girlfriend so everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, a friend of hers, uh, that they they went to uni together. This is not sounding very good, is it? Uh, and... The girlfriend is over 18. We maybe should just clarify that. <laughs> yeah, well and truly. Yeah. So, uh, so my partner's, uh, she's almost 30. Should we give her a name or? Yeah, we could call her a name. We could call her Amy. We could. Okay, good. So, so we can now talk officially about Amy on the podcast. So Amy's 29 and I'm significantly older than that. No, we need to be, we're very transparent to our listeners. So exactly we? how old, Warwick? I'm 43. So that's a 14-year age difference. Nice mathematics, <laughs> Uh And she's six foot one and I'm not. So, it's, And she's uh, tall and she's got legs that go forever. Oh, dear, oh, And dear. she's a beautiful person as well. Yeah, so it's more than just the physical, Michaela. There is. Much more. Anyway, moving on to the fact that I went to a birthday party with her for one of her friends from university. Uh, and they all said, oh, do you bring your dad along? <laughs> I reckon that's what they were thinking. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. What's the opposite of a cougar for a guy? A pervert? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. A tragic old dude with a young 
girlfriend. But mm. um, I was sitting around with a bunch of people, very young, in their early 20s. I'm old enough to be some of their dad. And, uh, so they were half your age. Yeah. <laughs> and generally speaking, the age gap between myself and Amy, I don't notice it anymore. You know, it, it doesn't bother either of us, but the circle of friends that we normally move in is sort of that 30 to 40 age bracket. So it's really not so much of a thing. But when you go hang out with a bunch of 22 to 25-year-olds and you're 43, <laughs> I didn't know what to talk about. It's like... I should what's I ask Kanye them, West said today? Should I ask them what's what's happening on Snapchat at the moment? Or I don't know. I didn't know how to make conversation with these <laughs> young people. So uh, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about business and all that sort of stuff. And, and I've got a five year old daughter and, and Yeah, and they're all talking about which brand of alcohol they're gonna buy for the party next weekend. It's like, yeah, I we didn't last long. <laughs> Fortunately, Amy rescued me. She could see the look on my face. She said, do you want to go after an hour? I was like, yeah, would that be okay? (laughs) (laughs) But, but moving on from uh, my age, I have to give a shout out to our show supporter, uh, Bridge App. And um, these guys, uh, well, they're not recycling old things, although uh, they probably Yeah, they are. Tradies. They probably help old guys like me do things a bit better. Uh, (laughs) That's a bit that's a bit uncomplimentary, Michaela. Assuming no, tradies are old. Old ways in their business. Old school. Old, old school. school. Not yeah. not there's anything wrong with old school, but <laughs> uh as you'll hear in the uh previous interview we did with them in the previous episode, that they're really looking at the way customers and the what customers want and how they communicate is really changing and they're trying to make the simplest system possible so that tradies can communicate and interact better with the way consumers want to be yeah. communicated too. And and this whole old school is new thing, I think just really um, is testament to the fact that some of that old stuff, the old furniture, the old designs, the old hairstyles, I was looking around at a wedding I was at recently and all the guys under 30 have all got these, you know, slick comb overy things with a part down one side and... It's the hairstyles that my dad wore in the 50s. Um, Yes, we're not getting very creative and innovative these days, are we? No, no. But I think that's the thing. It's not that all great ideas have been had already. I think what happens is we get bored with old stuff and we go looking for new things just for the sake of having something new. Watch out for Amy. She might get bored of you. No, it's not possible. Um, So she's waited this long for someone like me. (laughs) Uh, but she's young; she'll come to her senses. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, I'll just keep her away from you. So, the the thing about old school is it works. It worked before, and it can work now. And uh, and I wrote a blog post uh, about this recently, which you can go and check out on tradiesbusinessshow.com dot um, about just this: is some of the old things that we've gotten bored with as business owners are still very valid for our customers, and things like Bridge App is uh, simple stuff. It's been talked about before. It's been kind of done before, but these guys are just doing it, I think, in a better way and, and in a way that's more suited to you, our listeners, and our tradies. So um, I thought today would be good to talk about something other than my, my personal life. Well, that's we did, quite exciting. We did well, entertaining to, for me anyway. To burn a few minutes at the start of the show with that. Yeah, it's funny for you. 
um, and actually just cover off on some boring old things that still work incredibly well in your business as far as getting, well, not just getting results, that's a bit vague, but um, looking after your customers, looking after your staff. Uh, and you had a great example before, Michaela, of something that um, Duncan, your husband, did recently. Well, because I'm spending all the money on an upcoming holiday <laughs> that we're going on in two weeks' time, uh, we're a little bit, our cash flow personally is a little bit uh, non-existent at the moment. Tight. <laughs> yeah, tight, tight would be the word. word. Like to use uh, and so he was sweating on an invoice. Anyway, he issued the invoice and he said, oh, look, you know, we're, we're a bit sure if you could pay it quickly, I'd really appreciate that. And he said, yeah, I'll usually pay my bills whenever. And he says, yeah, no worries, you know. But he ended up paying it that day. And Duncan actually rang him and said, oh, I just really want to thank you for paying it as quick as you did. I really appreciate it. Mm. You know, and I said, well, that contract is going to remember that. Yeah. That you actually made that effort. So he said thank you. said thank you. It's as simple as a, some, a simple phone call and saying thank you. And it's it's crazy, you know. I spend uh, – I have my daughter on weekends uh, nowadays, and so I don't have a heck of a lot of time with her. And obviously, you know, when I get her on a weekend, I'm sort of hearing things that she's picking up from the kids at school and from her mom and her mum's partner and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and one of the things I noticed this last visit that I had with her was that her manners had kind of dropped off. And she always has had really good manners. She's very particular about that. And I said to her, you know, where have your manners gone? And so we put this effort in with our kids. And so many of us are trying to teach our kids good manners. But I hear the way business owners talk to their customers and, and that their sales staff or their service staff talk to the customers. And they don't say please. They don't say thank you. And it's like, where have your manners gone? There's such good currency, and I think there's an opportunity for us these days because so few people actually have good old-fashioned manners, it's easy to stand out by doing what Duncan's done and actually just say thank you. Even just ringing customers and saying, look, thanks for your business. Is there anything else I can do or was there any problems with the job? Yeah, but Imagine just to ring up and say thanks. Yeah. And I actually, when you told me that story before we uh, we hit record today, Michaela, I thought, huh. I used to do a thing because uh, my wingman clients are basically on retainer. So they're on direct debit. Money goes uh, out of their account and into mine every month. You know, we meet, we do all the work. Uh, and it kind of gets – it's great relationship. And, and I love my clients and, and, you know, they're really stoked with the results they get. But I don't make a big deal out of thanking them for doing a direct debit and paying on time every month. Uh, and I used to send postcards, cheap as postcards with my brand on one side – Plain on the back, and it was just a handwritten, hey, just want to say thanks for being a great client and always paying your bill on time. And the feedback I used to get from that, the kudos, uh, you probably couldn't measure it in sales, but you think about retention rates and all that sort of stuff with customers. So as a listener, if you're doing repeat work with real estate agents, body corporate managers, property managers, builders, other tradespeople, even a good customer, you know, if you're a plumber that does hot water servicing and you, you should service it every two years, thanking them for paying their bill or thanking them for choosing you. One of the best messages I saw a long time ago was someone sent um, in response to somebody choosing a quote and going ahead with a quote was, just want to say thank you for, for um, selecting us as your contractor. We know you had a choice and we really value you choosing us. And it was just making a point of the fact that hey, we know that you've looked at others. We know you had a choice in your decision 
And we really do appreciate the fact that you've selected us out of all the others that you could have gone with. Mm. And such a simple little email that they bashed out to their clients after the go-ahead made such a big impact on the customers. Another example just reminded me of an example. You know, I tried to check into a hotel the other day. Uh, it was 10 to 2. They said, sorry, no, you can't go till 2. I'm like, seriously, it's 10 to 2. No. And she could see me there. I'm in sweating. I've got the three boys on my own. And I was like, I can't do it to And I'm just like, right. So I just sat down in the couch right in front of her. And dead on 2 o'clock, I'm getting up to check in. You know, so I get up at 2 o'clock. <laughs> oh, yes, you can check in. She uh, didn't even remember me from 10 minutes early. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, anyway, um, our friend Julie Cross was telling me about experience she had recently. And she, that bugs her, like, uh-huh. to no end. Because she goes, travels a lot when she can't. You know, she's like, as if the rooms aren't ready. Yeah. You know, but anyway, <laughs> she went to this hotel and she turned up and it was, I don't know, 12.30 or 1 o'clock. And the receptionist said, oh, look, you know, normally it's 2 o'clock checking, but we're so excited that you're eager to have your stay with us. I'll see if the room is now available. She didn't even have to ask. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. already she felt, you know, appreciated. That was just a simple sentence. Yep. And, of course, got a room in, you know, yep. um, on time, early. Um, but it was just – now, she's remembered that, and she's telling and a lot of people. And I bet when she's back in that city, she'll stay at that hotel. Well, and she'll stay at the other chain of hotels because she said exactly. there's a number of things they did differently in that hotel. And so she said they picked every annoying part we have about staying in a hotel and flipped And see, I guarantee they've got a system for a lot of those things. Mm. Guarantee it. But it feels like an exception has been made for Julie Uh and her as a customer, it's like, huh, they made an exception for me. Because we know everyone has rules. We know businesses have procedures and policies and processes in place. And when somebody makes an exception, we notice that. And I had a similar example from a few years ago when I flew to the US uh, with Virgin um, and was actually running late for the flight. And I'll make this a really short story. But I was running late for the flight and so late, in fact, that um, I sent my buddy that I was traveling with to run ahead to the gate because I actually had my knee was in a brace. I'd torn some ligaments uh, dirt bike riding and I couldn't couldn't walk fast or anything like that. Our connecting flight was late. Anyway, he ran ahead to the gate, rang me standing at the gate and said, was move your backside. I'm standing here. The security guard is basically telling the service counter person to shut the gate and that we're not allowed to go in but the service person has said he will stand here with me and wait for you. And it was about 15 minutes after gate closing. Now, obviously, you've got the stupid hour wait once you go through security, but I legged it with the bags and everything, and this young guy on the Virgin counter basically had said, you guys are trying to get home. You know, if we missed that flight, we then had to overnight in L.A., um, you know, be away from our families, all that sort of stuff. And so he made what seemed like a massive exception, and it probably was, um, and I hope he didn't get into strife over it. But I've been telling that story now for nearly five years. Um, and if I fly international, especially US, I'll look at Virgin straight away um, because of that exception. Uh, and so it didn't cost them anything mm. to do it. It was just making an exception to a rule, and people remember those exceptions. So... Again, another simple thing. It's a bit of old school good manners and just being appreciative of people. Um, doesn't cost anything. And, uh, you know, I was brought up to, to have good manners. So I think that's a big one. It's, yep. it's just the old school politeness, please and thank you. And people really notice it these days. I hold, I open the door 
for Amy. You know, the car door. I open doors for women and hold doors open. And I think sometimes I think I'm a stalker or something. It's like I'm just holding the door open for you. Like, oh, wow, thank you so much. Yeah. It's so simple little things, some of those old school things that I reckon we could recycle in our businesses. Sure. Um, some of the other stuff is the old, and I suppose it's related to the manners, but, um, you know, we put so much effort, and, and Michaela, you and I talk a lot about uh, finding leads, and we talk all about our marketing, our Facebook ads, and getting prospects, and presenting our quotes or our proposals, and getting them to accept us. And then it's like, what happens after that? Yeah, we go do the job, and we collect the money, and then we talk all about collecting the money, and managing your debtors, and having cash flow forecasts, but... I don't think we put enough emphasis on the whole um, loving our clients from that, okay, I'm going to use you through to jobs done. Yeah. And actually, uh, you know, I kind of was a bit tongue-in-cheek in, the, in my blog post about this is, you know, respect me in the morning and, and we all chuckle about it uh, in the dating scene is, uh, you know, we get the <laughs> we get the, the win and job done and then it's like we're out of there, on to the next one. So you really don't want to be doing that where you're kind of just going from sale to sale and getting addicted to the chase and the catch and then not actually loving your clients after that. Yeah, uh, and it's so true because, you know, if you were to ring an old customer, we've mentioned this a few times on the show, after a job's been completed, just going to want to say thank you and are you happy with the job, you'll be remembered. Yeah. And how, referred. How did it all go? Could you, uh, you know, if I flicked you a, a link on the email, would you be willing to give me a quick Google review just so that other people like you that are looking for somebody can get a sense of, you know, how we went. Uh, and I, I know um, a tradie that I was speaking to recently does that quite consistently and wins a lot of work from their Facebook reviews because they proactively seek out the reviews after the job. Yeah. Because he gets on the phone personally and, yeah, it takes time, but... Now, it's a good investment of time for him. Gets on the phone, says, hey, were you happy with the job? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. You know, you're great to deal with. Everything's working well. Um, the lights are all on now. And he's like, awesome. Can you just jump on Facebook for me and give me a quick review? Um, you know, give me the right number of stars. And he's got a really good star rating. And then when he surveys people that are actually calling him to get a quote, he asks them where they heard about him. And they're like, man, you've got such awesome Facebook reviews. <laughs> So we just, we thought we'd have to talk to you. And all that's free. Exactly. It doesn't cost anything. Exactly. It's not a ninja Facebook ads tip. That's right. And so it's really just about asking for things. If you want something, ask for it. And I teach my daughter the same thing. You don't just reach across the table or grunt at me or point at it or say, you know, give me this. It's like if you ask nicely, uh, you, you get stuff. So ask for reviews. It's interesting because I'll be teaching my boys. They can always ask for things. So every day I say, always ask. It, may, it probably will be a no most of your life, but occasionally you'll get a yes. So, so every day they ask me, can they take their iPads on the bus? <laughs> and every day I say no. But I say, you keep asking because one day I'm going to surprise you and say yes. Yeah, when you're 18, you can take your iPad on the bus. <laughs> well, the other day I was, can't remember the reasoning, but one of them wouldn't get on the bus because the other one wasn't going. There's two of them. And the younger one, I said, well, have you asked me today if you can take your iPad on the bus? No. And I said, yes. <laughs> Just because I wanted him to get on the bus. <laughs> However, it taught a lesson in that occasionally I will just say yes because I want them to say to accept that no is okay. Yeah. 
So nothing wrong with asking if you do get a no, but a lot of times you're actually going to get a yes. That's right. Same applies to sales. And I know we're talking about after the sale here, but, you know, keep asking. Quote follow-ups, you know, pick up the telephone. Another old school device, the good old dog and bone. Pick it up, ring some people. Like talk to them. Yeah, yeah, you know, in like human communication language thing. Uh, resist the temptation to uh, allow technology to become uh, a crutch or a doona that you hide under from the world um, disguised as, oh, no, but, you know, it's instant and people people want to communicate this way. Yeah, sure, you've got to have those mechanisms in your business, but pick up the old school telephone uh, or smartphone, it's not even a telephone anymore, and um, and actually ring some people. I don't know, ring a fellow tradie who's done some work for you or that you've done some work for and say, g'day, how's things, how are you finding business? Um, ring your uh, bank manager and ask him if there's any better deals going around. I bet you haven't spoken to your bank manager for a while. Ring a customer you got coming up just to making sure they're on time. Have they got any questions before you arrive? Yep. Ring someone and say thank you. Ring someone and say please. Ask them for something. Ask for a review. Ring some great customers and ask them why they chose you and do a bit of market research. Find out what it was they loved about dealing with you and then try and incorporate more of that into your business. But actually just talk to some more human beings. Ask your staff how you could improve your business. Yeah. yeah. What's one thing they would change that would make your business better from their perception? And Bar giving them a pay rise <laughs> is the standard answer. But other yeah. than that. Pay me more money. Uh, maybe you do need to pay them more money. Just saying. Anyway. Um, Pick up the telephone. It's an old device. It's been around for a long time. Still works really well unless you're, you know, in regional Australia and then you don't have much mobile coverage. But, uh, yeah, pick up the phone and ask people. Ask for reviews. Ask for testimonials in particular. Old school recycling. Anything else, Michaela? What else can we recycle? Look, I don't – I don't. I, we kind of mentioned it was something you did, but, like, handwritten notes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I used to love a good postcard. I love a good in the mail, what's this envelope, Ooh. Mm. you know, and it annoys me when it's like a bank sends an automated card and they're trying to make it look personalised. That really annoys me. Yeah. You know, all the automated hand signatures. No, so, you know what, if, if you're going to send a card to us, just sign it, you know. And and I, uh, I've i used this in my business on and off over the years and I've, I've encouraged a couple of clients who have taken up the gauntlet and done it. But sending postcards to people, I sent one to my daughter recently when I was away interstate and I grabbed a postcard from where I was traveling through and I just scribbled her out a note, you know, hey, sweetheart, blah, blah, I hope you're having a wonderful week at school, love daddy. And um, and she remembers the picture that was on it. She's five. Uh, and she said, you know, were you there where the little house was in the snow? Um, and it has an impact. Now, for us grown-ups. When was the last time you got a postcard from anybody? And who was it? It was a family member or a friend that was away on holidays and they sent you a postcard to gloat. Um, so don't do that. But we notice those postcards. So don't stick them in an envelope. Get some branded postcards printed. Don't make them all salesy and everything, but definitely have your brand on there. Picture of your business or a mugshot of you or just your logo on one side. Uh, you can get them done crazy cheap on things like Vistaprint or even through Officeworks or whatever. Um, get a bunch of postcards printed, and once a week, send a postcard to somebody, anybody. Pick a client, pick a supplier, pick a referral partner, a staff member. 
the CrossFit gym where I moonlight as a as a CrossFit coach at, they send out um, I think it's three postcards a week, and they go through and they pick members that are either working really hard or have been there for ages and go unnoticed, or someone who's had a big improvement or a new member. And the coaches will send a handwritten postcard out to the members. And I actually got one recently as well. And I know this stuff, right? I teach this stuff. And I got my postcard from Coach. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I got a postcard from Coach. You stick it on the fridge. Absolutely. Yeah. It's on the wall <laughs> in my office. Yeah. I look at it every day because it says, you know, about my virtuosity. And, and he just picked a couple of words that were really accurate descriptions of how I, how I train and what the attitude that I bring. And it has impact, that stuff. Now, that cost him like a dollar to send that in the mail, mm. plus the five or ten cents for the bloody postcard. And that's got more impact than, you know, big accolades at the gym or sending me a gift or anything else. Um, so I think, yeah, you know, the old school telephone, old school handwritten notes or postcards, you know, pop that in with a, an invoice or something like that and say, hey, thanks very much. We know you have a choice in who you select for your maintenance plumbing. Yeah. Um, you know, we look forward to doing your work on an ongoing basis. Uh, so those things really get noticed. But postcards are cool because they're like express post envelopes. Yeah. You don't get many and you want to know what's in it. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I reckon um, all of us could do to recycle some old stuff. You know, give an old bloke a go. <laughs> uh, you just never know. He might he might actually be able to hang out with a bunch of 22-year-olds or not. I, mean, <laughs> I, was, I was impressed I lasted an hour. Yeah, actually. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty dry conversation. <laughs> so, what do you do for work? <laughs> anyway, um, I hope that's been useful. Don't forget to go and check out bridgeapp.com.au and uh, see what those guys are doing. It's really cool. They have a 14-day free trial, no credit card needed. You'll be up and running in minutes. So, it's not one of these things that's going to give you a headache and bust your brain trying to get it sorted. And uh, as always, thanks for tuning in to the Tradies Business Show. We really do appreciate your ear holes. And uh, we look forward to talking to you on our next episode. Bye. You've been listening to The Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.